please pull up a seat and wind down. With your sojourn on Rock and Shima, a pleasant one. The Witch of Truth has invited you to a tea party. We hope you choose to attend. Hello and welcome to a hidden tea party. My name is Courtney, pronouns she, her. I'm the witch of video games and my mic should be back to normal. And also, I just got hit with the bombshell that Rowan has played God of War. I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> I don't know what about God of War doesn't scream Rowan. Like, it's like Norse mythology. There's a big buff guy who's bald. Oh, that God of Sorry, okay. Whenever you say God of War, I think of PS2 era God of War, which was like sex QTE. So, um, <laughs> you know, and I was like, that doesn't seem very Rowan. Uh, no, no, it doesn't. I, I've never heard of this. Um, I, I hate to break it to you. I also haven't played Game of the Year God of War. Okay, no, that makes me feel a lot better, actually. I, I really want to, um, but I'm waiting until I can do so for free, because uh, I will move into a house with someone who already owns it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Smart. So, <laughs> um, That's very smart. It, it, looks, it looks fantastic. I mean, it's, it's about Norse mythology and dads, my, like, two most favourite topics for things to be about, so. Not... G- not European mythology and witches. So sad. Sorry. I feel really offended. Just why don't you just go be on a God of War podcast then? See if I care. Ah, <laughs> uh, if they'd let me on, but I've fully revoked my video game podcast credentials. You're welcome. Anyway, hi. Uh, <laughs> should, should we, Hello. the co-hosts, introduce ourselves? Hi, I'm Jess. My pronouns are they, them. I've I've never played a God of War game, and I don't think I've ever played a game with sex QTEs either. Um, I don't know what one of those is. A quick time event while you're having sex, so like press circle to thrust, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And if you miss it, you fumble it. (laughs) Ew. Rowan, is that not how you, know, you have sex in real life? Click mouse button many times to come. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I, That's just how sex works, Rowan. Jeez. Uh, okay, how uh, else are you going to gamify sex? <laughs> I've, having, having never had sex, I presumed it was like Candy Crush? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean match three? It's all about matching yeah. up the genitals. Um... Yeah, it's like nice lines. You get a nice line, and then, then you stick the chess piece into it. Yeah. Um, Who are you, by the way? Hi. Listen to our Christmas special, even if it's not Christmas. It's (laughs) It's not Christmas. It's good to watch year round. Mm -hmm. I say watch like there's video. There isn't. Um. Yeah. So. I realised recently one of our guests didn't understand this, but we we don't ha- have an audio version of this podcast, listener. When I say for the audio listeners, I mean all of you. 
Um, yeah, I like. I also didn't understand this for about the first four episodes. I didn't realize that was a bit. Um, I'm not involved in the editing process, um, so um, <laughs> that joke also flew wildly over my head. Uh... I've never done a worse bit in my life. Hi, my name's Rowan. My pronouns are they them. I'm a fucking traitor. Um. Oh. I I played another visual novel. What was it? I played. To the moon. Oh um, yes, oh, fantastic. Okay, fair enough. Very Which is, say, I was like, was it Higarashi? No, 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 no. So <laughs> I, I played Higarashi to the moon over Christmas. Like, <laughs> <laughs> happy Christmas. Here's some nonsense. No. Um. So my friend Marshall, who is like the greatest, shout out to Marshall. Um. Friend of called Marshall. Yeah. So he bought me to the moon because he's heard me complain nonstop about Umneck and he was like, no visual novels can be good. Um, <laughs> so I sat and played it in an evening. Um, it's playable in an evening, which was a yeah. good boon for it. Um, and what I have to say is I really enjoyed it. It's really good, isn't it? Um, it's hard hitting. It, so. It's the music's fucking great. Um, yeah. It's, I loved... all, it's an RPG maker style game, which like, you know, like, so the graphics aren't anything like wild or anything, but like, it's also, it's also really nice to see like that you can create a really cool story in something quite basic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really loved it. I loved the little puzzle elements. I would spend like quite a long time trying to get the puzzle within the like recommended number of moves that they give you. Should you should play it, It's good. Um, I have the sequel as well, which I haven't played. Yeah, so Marshall's plan is that we will do the sequel again. He says the sequel is his favourite. Um, Maybe we'll have to do this on the pod for Courtney's benefit. Yeah. We can be the witches. Yeah. Um, the scientists of To The Moon and Courtney can be... <laughs> yes. <laughs> this would Courtney's be amazing. Courtney's camera was frozen on the best expression. <laughs> I had an internet issue. I mean... I got you so, there like the reason I'm mentioning <laughs> to the moon is because I enjoyed a visual novel. Yes. Um which on one hand is great because like I I had fun and I enjoyed a novel. On the other hand, I do think this is becoming a true indictment of Umineko because <laughs> it's not so so I did there was a part of my soul that was like maybe I just hate the visual novel format. Maybe it's just not a format that vibes well with me. And now I know that's not the case. <laughs> yeah, truly, do, my hatred is for Umineko. I do think I do think Umineko is and and the when they cries in general are a bit unique in that they have, like most visual novels have some interactivity. Um, yeah, and this just doesn't have any. Um, yeah, most visual novels will usually uh, bare minimum have like. Uh, what do you want to say here? Option or some uh, kind of cry- Candy Crush style mini game that's involved. <laughs> oh um, yeah, this visual novel has sex in it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever played Honey Pop? <laughs> no, not. Don't do this to Rowan, please. It's, please. It's, it's, I it's have watched Markiplier play it. You play Candy Crush and you flirt with people and then you have sex with them. <laughs> That's you play that. Candy Crush to make them, you know, take their clothes off and stuff. Anyway, mm. um, that's horrid. Um, yeah, I, I not think... that I played it. Um, <laughs> uh, 
I, 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 my new take is a visual novel should either be one of the longest pieces of media ever written or not have an interactive element. It should pick one of those. Okay. That's my okay. new Omineko take. Um, anyway, I thought it was really helpful context for the pod. But like, yeah, yeah. I've, I, this is an important revelation for me. Searching the genre. Yeah, I I would love to do uh, episodes on to the moon. Um, I'd love to get Marshall. That both of those things can be arranged. Mm-hmm. It's within my power. Yes. Speaking of things within my power, uh, let's talk about what we uh what we read this week. Yay! So <laughs> we read chapter sixteen, the demon wedding ceremony. And chapter 17, Duel of the Lovers. Now, as I mentioned last week, part of this episode can be triggering even by Umineko's standards. So, uh, when we get to that bit, I will put a little trigger warning and also a timestamp in the uh, description. So you can skip past it. There is no shame in just not listening to this episode. We'll see you next week. We love you. (laughs) Yeah. So, shall we begin? I guess so. So, uh, Battler has uh, just been a logic arid. So, uh, the love game has uh, had a bit of a situation change, as there are now um, literally only two couples left. So that changes the game. They no longer have to worry about this weird standoff where going first is bad. Mm. Um, yeah, baby treat change just <laughs> disqualified. Yeah, disqualified. Yeah, sorry, babes. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's feeling a bit weird about this, obviously. I'm also feeling a bit weird about this because I don't really understand why, um, as the love games are part of a game board where the game master is now trapped in a logic error, why is it continuing? Yeah, what's up with that? I think um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start at the top. I think this entire thing is being en- engineered by Battler. Down, down to I think the love game. I think the wedding ceremony is being. Do you think the logic error was also engineered by him then, or that would be like, uh, that that really gives trust in a level of competence that he has that I'm not sure I'm willing to grant him. Um, but that would be really cool. I think he's doing this on some level to like force the. Berto's secret to come out. We'll talk about this a little bit later on, I think. But I, I do, I think, um, he's, I think he's got a bigger goal in mind, and, um, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff that, um, needs to happen in order for that to occur, and he, so he's like purposefully trapped himself in a logic error. Um, that would be cool. Um. I love going to torture prison on purpose just to own the libs. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like to show your love, right? You're like, Beato, I love oh, you yeah, so much. I'm going to go to torture prison for unknown number of years. <laughs> I'm I'm recreating what you did, where you created this torture prison where I have to solve a problem, and now I'm I'm doing one in reverse for you. Reveal yourself. Pretty gay, to be honest, but um. Mm. Uh, that's an interesting theory. <laughs> uh, also, the two Beatos have decided they're going to um, work together to try and solve the um, yeah uh, the logic error, which Elder, is cute. Elder Trichet's like, I can't really help you, but I'm still going to try. Um. Yeah. 
she's like, yeah, so I'm not really the Beatrice here that's good at, like, murder mysteries. Uh, it's not yeah. really my thing, but, like, I'll try, I guess. Yeah, that's a bit of Beatrice that neither of them seem to have inherited. Um, yeah. Which is interesting. Where did that go? Is it Shannon? <laughs> and then we cut to uh, Ange and uh, Featherine talking about without love, uh, it cannot be seen once again. Yeah, because Zeppar and Ferfa were there like, you can say battler if you have love on your side. That's a hint. Love. Love. Haha. Um, and they're like, mm. uh. <laughs> and is also like, eh. She yeah, also, she also brings up what I think is um, really funny. I was like, I wrote in my in my notes, "Hi Ryukishi," when because um, they go back to uh, Andrew and Hashijo in the real world mm. quite quickly. Because Andrew's like, "Why can't I like? Why do I have to have opinions about this? Why can't I just fucking read it?" <laughs> um, and. <laughs> And then Hashijo's like, I'm literally not going to give you the rest of the manuscript until you start thinking about it. Um, <laughs> T- tell me your opinions. Tell me your opinions. Um, and I was like, this is exactly what Ryukishi was doing in serializing this, wasn't he? Yeah. He was totally. like, I'm going to serialize this because I'm going to give you episode one and I'm going to force you to not be able to interact with any more of it. So that if you want, to, if you want any more of this, you're just going to have to think about what I've already given you. Um. Thankfully, we don't have to do that because we're um, all the episodes are now out. We but we do have the podcast encouraging us to think about it. Unfortunately, so you're welcome. The, Courtney, the worst hand of Ryukishi. Yes, I literally have you guys at gunpoint. Just like thoughts, think thoughts. Um, I I do want to flag here, Jewel Genderman enjoying Umineko most yeah. unrelatable thing he's ever done. Yeah, he's just like, I like the concept of trying to solve the riddle, and Andrew just looks at him like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, why are you, in- why are you involved in this? Um, yeah. Yeah, fucking sucks. Which, to be fair to her, like, she's like, why are you enjoying the fact that this woman who we don't know is writing fan fiction about my family's murders? Yeah! So, you know what? Yeah, that is actually quite fucked up, isn't it? <laughs> Incredible. Um... I did, I did think, because obviously they're talking about, like, love, that's the way you're going to get Battler out of the closed room. The only way I could think of that Battler might be able to get out of this situation, and I don't know how it works because I don't know the Meta World game board stuff, really, mm-hmm. is, like, can Baby Truche swap with him? Because mm-hmm. she's not technically on the game board, but she is a piece. Um... And so, like, I don't know, I don't know how that would work, but, like, if she did that, like, there would be no one left to get her back out, so it would be her sacrificing herself forever to get Battler out. That's that's a big expression of love, I guess. That's the only thing that I kind of felt like that love would have anything to do with. <laughs> um, um, I, I wrote, is it another Yoshia canon thing? Um because I was sense. like, is it just one of the name things where he's like named canon in that room and then actually Yoshia's not restricted? Um, I also have Battler hasn't restricted the number of pieces. Um, no. There is nothing to stop there being the 19th person at this point. Yeah, because it's, it's not like previous Game Masters haven't added an extra person. 
Erica tried to get around this by having the everyone else is in the um, mm. other room thing. Mm. That was why she pulled that exact stunt. Was uh. to try and stop name shenanigans and stuff like that. Okay, that's interesting. So, Cannon's in one room where she is in the other, I see. <laughs> we now cut to the uh, Witch's Cathedral. Um, because from the last game where the courtroom scene took place, uh, that, that's that's where we're at. And uh, the witches are having a bit of a uh, conversation, particularly Erica with Lambda Delta, sort of talking about Burncastle's backstory. A lot of this is um, sort of transposed Higurashi details. Yeah, I got that impression. Um, Can't believe it spoiled Higurashi. Now I know the solution. <laughs> Disgusting. You? I don't know because, like, that. This is the thing: is I imagine Higurashi is at least as complicated as Umineko was. So I'm not sure that knowing any of this is necessarily going to help if we did do Higurashi as well. But it's yeah. we know that it's a logic error that destroys it now. So I'm just going to spend the whole time searching for logic errors. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um... But yeah, so, yeah. She, she kind of goes over, doesn't she, that like, Burncastle was also trapped in a logic error, but it was the witch who was in charge of the game who committed it, not Burncastle. Yeah. Mm. I've got a few notes about this. Um, firstly, Lambda Delta talks about um, bullying people, and she's like, if you bully somebody horribly, even if it's for just a short time, they and then suddenly stop and give them power, if you do that, then no matter who it is, they'll be reborn as a mighty bully. Um Firstly, fucking hate the um like the worst bullies are bullied because it's like why why are we forcing people to um have empathy for somebody who's bullying them? Like, yes, there's probably a reason why they're like trying to gain this power over someone else, but I think it's really unhelpful to be like, well, you know, they're struggling too. It's like, well they're also bullying you. Uh, yeah, and also not yeah. all victims of trauma want to uh immediately put that on somebody else once they're through it. It's very thematic of Umineko. Umineko's always talking about how abuse is cyclical and this is another yeah. point of for, it. For a lot this... of the characters in Umineko, this is exactly what's happened. Um, yeah. But it, I, I think, I, I suspect it's like Lambda thinks this is true but that yeah. like, this isn't in the real world you don't have to become a nasty person just because you've been through stuff <laughs> and yeah. have the power to yeah. put it on other And people. I mean, I'd say there's Maria in this VN who is an example of how that doesn't have to happen. Mm. She's treated horribly by Rosa, but I wouldn't say... And she's constantly trying to find good in stuff. And... Yeah. Well, I drew an immediate parallel to Battler, actually, because he's just been like horrifically bullied both by Erica and by like Beato originally mm. like these people are being horrible to him and now he's like the territory lord and he's got all of this power and I was like like hmm. yeah he's not he, like he, he's he, he's enjoying fighting against Erica but he's not doing anything super unfair to her um, no. he's forgiven some at least somewhat old old Beato for what she did and stuff yeah. Um and I, I suspect that that's gonna be a theme also. Yeah. Is that there is an escape. Um I thought it was worth flagging. Um other things I flagged is uh the phrase in the worst possible circumstances, um 
flipping a coin and trying to get heads could take a hundred years. Um, this concept, I uh, I think, is a microcosm for Umineko overall. The whole like, um, well, technically, you could get tails every time you flip a coin for a hundred years. Like, yeah, yeah, I guess technically, but fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about a lot of the solutions to Umineko, so I can't I, I remember wanted the context that. of that quote now. Um, They're talking about Burncastle trying to solve the logic error because oh, she's not yeah, a witch, she, so she's just she like, had to. Yeah, the way they describe it as well is that like the witch was like, "I know I've committed this logic error. I don't give a shit. You fix it for me, Burncastle." And Burn didn't know what she was doing, and she wasn't a witch. And they basically said it was infinite monkeys on infinite typewriters trying to yeah. sort it out. And I, I really like the idea of her just being there like a monkey on a typewriter, like because <laughs> it's very like not at all how she's characterized in Umineko, yeah. like yeah. that kind of. Um, but yeah, she was blessed by a miracle and she found the solution and became a witch and escaped, but um, her mind was broken by the experience, which is why she's well nasty now. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I think either because Burncastle's mad as hell that they're talking about her backstory or just naturally as part of the conversation, um, they move on to how Erica's going to become the Territory Lord. It is the second one. Burncastle shows up and is like, like how don't f- talk about my past. Yeah, like yeah. like Erica's like, oh, so we've been talking about you and your trauma. And Burncastle's like, do not talk to me about my past ever again. <laughs> yeah, because she doesn't want to remember it because uh, it's traumatic. Yeah, and I'm um, like, this was the point where I was like, I really think all of these people would be improved enormously by some in-depth therapy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also interestingly the first time Erica feels disdain for Burncastle mm. in the narrative because she says that she's and that's the word it uses as well because Erica's the witch of truth and blah 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 but she realizes that Burncastle can't face her own truth she can't mm-hmm. think about her past um, and she's like oh does that make me better than her and I'm like maybe we just stop the trauma competition and we can all just move on yeah um, yeah oh Erica sure is a character because yeah like um, there, like there is a bit as well where like lambda where like Erica's like lambda's like well only me and Burncastle can understand each other because we've been through the same hell together because I was also stuck in the logic era mm-hmm. um and Erica's like well I don't think length of trauma is necessarily like the only metric. I think like you can suffer for a short amount of time, but really badly. And also I think my trauma compares to yours. And Lambda's like, no, <laughs> and I'm just like, maybe we, like, like, maybe you're all traumatized and you can just, that's, that's fine. It's different. It's done yeah. different fucked up things to you all. Anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> like, it really is not a competition for like who's gone through the worst. They shit, really want to. They really want to win on the fucked up little guy scale, though, don't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. Damn. So, uh, Lambda says, "Don't be stupid." Uh, so, what happens after this conversation is. Burncastle says that Erica's reward for her work in the fragment is Battler as her husband in order to gain the territory rings 
uh, through a form of uh, marriage. Yeah. yeah. Lambda Delta says, don't be stupid. There's only one ceremony where a woman gets a ring from a man's finger, right? I'm like, eee. I'm also like, that's not actually how marriage works. You don't start with a ring and then swap. That's not that's not usually mm. how marriage ceremonies work. Um, but also, I mean, I guess it is in the sense that one person's bought a ring and maybe the other person, you know. Yeah, you don't uh, like. It's not well. really like you you take a ring off someone's hand that they've already owned, though. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's sometimes true. it's like a family heirloom. It, it honestly. Um, when I was describing this to my friends, I said, this is the most convoluted way I can imagine to get a character into a wedding dress, Bright. Yeah, I like what well, I don't, because but even Burncastle says, like, why can't I just take the ring off his hand? The, the significance of the ring, by the way, is it's, the, it's Kinzo's headship ring. That's what marks the territory lord, the game master. Um, Interesting. Apparently. Anyway, and, and so Eric, it's like, why can't I just take it off his finger and that question still stands um why not <laughs> but no but no lambda's like no no you gotta marry him yeah it's um yeah. it certainly is interesting that the territory lord ring is the headship ring i wonder what significance that could have yeah um so so during this section um like erica's like starts to buy into this idea she's she's got a lot of gusto for it and she goes in detail as to how she's going to quote unquote defile battler um I, i'm not gonna describe what she says here but it's like ugh, like some pretty bad rape essentially that she says she's gonna do um and i was like oh okay that's the content warning for this section over that was rough but that wasn't too bad um they were just talking about rings, and now they're doing this. And I was like, cool. Well, I survived that. That was... Unfortunately, uh, there is more later. Um, gross, but... Um, yeah, that really shaped my experience with uh, this chapter. But I was like, yeah, no, that's disgusting that Erica would say all of this stuff. Um, she, yeah. So, yeah, she's, uh, yeah. She's super into the idea of the marriage because she thinks, like, oh, that's a great opportunity for me to basically own Battler and be able to use him however I want. Yeah, um, um, primarily sexually, both own, apparently. Both own as property and own as in you got owned. Yeah. <laughs> um, she does later, um, not now, but she does later also talk about like every time she gets, because she's also become an official witch now. Um, and she talks about like every time she gets bored, she's going to go back to Battler and he will be forever trapped in the closed room of marriage. And I'm like, ew. Also, mm. side note, does this mean that we're going to get divorce court Umineko later on? <laughs> does this mean... Like, Why would you want to divorce Erica? Would you just be <laughs> the perfect spouse? Like, Who's I the want them to go... Divorce court? Who would I that? want them to go in depth, as, as in depth as they do with the wedding ceremony, into divorce court. I uh. really do. But this yeah, will, that like, will be the only way Umineko can redeem itself to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, Eric is basically saying all of this completely rancid shit because she knows that whilst like Battler can't like he can't he doesn't really have full control over his body or anything. He can't really speak in this form. He can still hear her. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, so she's she's taunting him and it's really grim. Um, and it and really also is. like 
yeah, they're basically like, oh, yeah, the only way you can get out of like Burn Castle's going to sign the marriage certificate, which means the only way out of it is for one of either Erica or Battler to say they want out and Battler can't really speak. So, mm-hmm. whoops. So the only way to prevent the marriage is to get Battler out of the closed room. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, and before he gets stuck in the closed room called marriage. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, then we cut to the love game where Zephar and Furfur announce that there's going to be a wedding. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's like, um, what? <laughs> uh... Um. <laughs> So um, that 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 really uh, let's say lights a fire under the uh, asses of the two Beatrices. Yeah, um, and they, uh, they ask. Really they ask for a hint, and the demons say, "Without love, it cannot be seen." <laughs> they're like, they're like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and they basically say, you know, watch the other two couples do their thing. If if you if you don't have enough love yourself to work it out. Um, yeah. yeah. At this point, yeah, maybe- I've like fully clocked what's going on. Have you? Mm. Yeah. So I haven't. <laughs> oh, oh, because Canon and Shannon are the same person because Shannon is Canon's drug personality or something. Mm. Um, they, uh, and the love game resolves with one of them surviving. Um, yeah. it then frees. Like that's how they get around the restrictions of the pieces. Um, it's because because of them being the same person. That's interesting. How did you come to that conclusion, Ryan? What that they're the same to, we person? We memed about it last uh, last episode, and it unfortunately really worked. Yeah. <laughs> just I, I, I just I just didn't know if anything had changed since then. <laughs> I mean, I mean, a bunch of stuff in the reading. Um has like sort of confirmed this theory but I, I i kind of hit a point where i was like oh no oh no i have to say yeah there's some there's not in this chapter in the next chapter there were a few things that made me think oh my god you might be right actually um yeah but yeah i at, at this point i'm still like i don't know mm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but so, yeah, like, uh, like there is there is actually a bit where Elder, where the two Beatrices talk about like this is so weird because they're gonna fight over not one lover but two, and I'm like, mm. Mm. if you're if you're right, Rowan, then that's not true. Actually, they are they are fighting over one of them. <laughs> and to cement this, it's going to be only Canon and Shannon doing the duel. They decide. To only have those two carry out the duel. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a weird one. They're they're gonna fight with like old timey dueling pistols. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My notes say this is just like hit musical Hamilton. I hate that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wrote specifically to upset Courtney. I'm really sorry. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so the the magical pistols have one bullet in them, and the bullet has the power to kill the other person painlessly. Yeah, the the Shannon kind of specifically are like we don't we don't want the other person to suffer. We want it to be instant. We don't want to unnecessarily wound them. And so this is what Zephyr and Furfur come up with. Yeah, I so. fully out loud was like they're gonna play chess. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be like a Squid Game version where they like give them the chessboard and then whoever wins the chess match, Zephyr and Furfur just come up behind them and like. Pew! 
but no. no. It's, they're actually being pretty nice about this. Um, uh, the only thing is, uh, is that they do say that there has to be a winner. So if they both miss with the one bullet they're given, they'll be given another bullet each. And they've got to do it again dies. until someone's yeah. dead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's basically no. like the magical bullet. It was like, it doesn't matter where you hit them. So long as you hit them, they'll die. Um, mm-hmm. Which is nice. Um, then, right. So then there's a bit I want to talk about because Zephyr and Furfur decide they're trying to work out how far, how, how, how many steps they have to take away from each other, what the distance is going to be before they turn and shoot. And they decide it's going to be 19. Because that's an un- an important number in the tale, they say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had many thoughts about this because they say it was the number. Um, it was the number of the first. Um, nineteen was the 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 nineteenth person was the big thing in episode one before they knew that Kinzo was dead. It was the number of the 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 unknown person X. And I'm like, okay, yeah, fair enough. Where else has this ever come up, though? Um, they also said it was the number of years needed to create this tale and reach this unavoidable day. Um, so I started doing some maths, <laughs> which I hate, by the way. Um, if you go 19 years into the future of 1986, you get 2005. We've never gone that far. We've only ever been in the 90s with Ansha. So I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. that's not what it means. If you go 19 years back from 1986, you get 1967, which I think is around when Kinzo visited the Beatrice in Kuwadorian that Rosa killed. Yeah, it's around that time, yeah. Um. But I don't really know why that would be the start of the story. Because, like, surely the start of the, the Beatrice story would be when Beatrice gave Kinzo the gold. Not he already had a Beatrice who was about to die in Kuwadorian. Um And the, the, the splash art for the... 19 years to reach this unavoidable day, though, is the fence around Kuidorian, I think, anyway. Yes, it is. Um, but yeah, I don't really know why that would be the, the, the start of all of this, because that feels like it's in the middle for me. Um, and then they also said, when they were talking about 19 years needed to create this tale, they showed a picture of a manuscript. Um which suggesting, you know, Hashijo's manuscript, but that's in Anja's time. That's not 19 years later, so I'm not really sure what's going on there. There um, is also the original bottles messages from uh, yeah. episode one and two. Um, but yeah, but I'm not sure I, what do... that has to do with 19 either. Because mm. um, they turn up pre the 90s timeline, but post the... The, the the fateful day. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think about like, because obviously I'm fully like Shannon is the killer pill. So I'm trying to think about how long ago the incident with Battler on the beach is. But Battler's younger than 19, That's so it can't be that. Ago, not 19. That's six. Like isn't Sh- Shannon isn't 19. That's the thing is that the, the 19 years ago is before she was born. Um. Mm. And it like does we, also yeah. say that uh, 
uh, 19 is the age of the true territory lord of this world. It does. And I was thinking about this and I was like, okay, who's the true territory lord then? Um, Battle is 18, Erica's 17, as far as I am aware. Um, well, I mean, Battler did theorize last game that maybe he's secretly 19 and was just lied to about his age. Possible. Oh, yeah. There is something to do with his birth, isn't there? So it is possible he doesn't know when he was born. Because um, there's something different. to do with the baby, f- baby from 19 years ago. Baby from yeah. 19 years ago. Oh, the baby from 19 years ago. Is that what Oh, did you so- forget about the baby from 19 years ago? <laughs> yeah, I did. I did It's a very complicated visual novel in our defense. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I'm like, why is that? I was like, what's the, what's to do with 19? I forgot the big one that's 19. Uh, um, I did also think, like, um, Anja in her present day might be 19. Um, she was yeah. six in 1986. It's 12 years later. Depends when her birthday is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we'll end up with Anja returning to the game board, the meta world stuff. She's kind of already died there, but it was just another person who was around that age that I was thinking of. Um, mm-hmm. How old is George? 23. 23. Mm, okay, so it can't be him. Um, and then the only other person vaguely around that age are Canon and Jessica, I think. Yeah, because Canon's the same age as Shannon, because of the same Is he? Person. I thought he was slightly younger than Shannon. No, they're both 16. They're both 16, but, like, Canon is said to be, like... Uh, yeah, like, I think um, that's why I thought Shannon was younger. 17 for some reason. Um, yeah, mm. and then I think Jessica's 17... Yes. Yeah. It's no 18. Ed Jessica's same age as Battler. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah, you're right. I did all of this thinking about 19 years ago and I forgot about the baby of 19 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, um, there's too much happening in this fucking novel. Um, it sure is a fucking that's novel. That's what I've been saying. Not a fucking novel. Ah, candy crush. This uh, game is going to anyway. end. We're going to get our first interaction, and it's going to be um, press F to fuck. Um. So, um, <laughs> moving uh, swiftly they, um, on. <laughs> uh, so, Ken and Shannon have a little, last little exchange, and they talk about how it would have been better if they died right, right after being born, as it is their father's sin, whatever that means. Um, Their father's sin. Yes. Yeah, what the fuck does that mean? I missed that when I was reading it. Um. And uh, they finally have steeled their resolve to actually kill each other. Um. And we then cut to uh, the uh, Witch's Cathedral! (laughs) Only person I can think who was, like, fucking 19 years ago is Rudolph. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he was doing a lot of fucking uh, just in general I think he uh, does oh my god oh my god <laughs> Shannon and Battler are sister and brother that would be like literally the worst that would be terrible because <laughs> not only is it then like also weird and creepy it's also incest mm-hmm. I would Ew. this novel um 
I also think like Canon and Shannon, like people who they would, who they might call father Kinzo. I don't think they'd call him that, but like it's possible. Uh, yeah, is it Father God? Is it uh, the word that they um, I don't know. Uh... Is it God? Is it the same God that Delena has? Is it Arthur Conan Doyle in? <laughs> Oh my god, all the anime twink clothes. Um, <laughs> this is like a Kingdom Hearts, but for um, but for detectives. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just like Mickey Mouse I is going to show that. up. <laughs> okay, just to get this out the way, <laughs> Mickey Mouse is not in Umineko. <laughs> I'm that. glad you clarified that because I was about. You know, I was like loading that into my brain, <laughs> ready to start the bit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, for some reason, uh, Ronove, Vigilia, and Gap have all been invited to this wedding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so they are chilling in the cathedral as the wedding begins. And they're like, yeah, how do we you say know battler, what? guys? <laughs> I fucking loved this bit, um, only because I, I've, like, Stockholm syndromed into liking both Dylanor and uh, the, the, like, Three Demon Gang. Uh, the three demon gang are like were like definitely in the runnings for favorite character already um and and like it it's it's not hard at this point to be like oh my god this blobo again so i was enjoying like gap's last hurrah to try and like save yeah. battler Ronovay, um, Gillia, and gap also like they have they have fun chemistry together they do they do um but yeah, Garp really takes the lead on this one and she's like, we've got to free someone from the guest house so that they're available, which is kind of what I was saying actually last episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I also I also love the fact that when Delena arrives, she's wearing little reading glasses. Yeah, what, why? So Who knows? I don't know I love why, it. because like, what's she got to read? Um, is Delena running the ceremony? No, no, it's Zepa and Furfa. Is she doing a reading? Is she gonna read like "Love is patient, love is kind" in the ceremony? <laughs> oh, I just, I assumed it was like you know, like she's gonna read the house down boots, hunty sister queen, yeah, slay. <laughs> she's just the her, part of her official outfit. She's like, oh, I put on my little glasses when things are happening that are official. Um, I I do also do this. I do also put on my little glasses when things are happening. Um. So um. Basically, uh, Gap comes up with a line of logic that we were only shown that the door seals were intact at the, the time of house. the logic era uh, at the guest house uh, on each of the two two rooms, and that there's no proof that the window seals are intact, and the seals don't stop someone from leaving. Like, it's not that you can't open the windows and doors while the seals are there, it's just that... Uh, it, you can tell when someone's opened the door. Yeah, which is, I think, fairly. Yeah, like, I don't know. I thought that was a bit obvious, but like, yeah, like, Battler's game master last time. Like, he could have just said, "Yeah, everyone's left the cousin room and the next room over. The seals are broken. Like, nothing mm. bad happens with that. Um, like, breaking the seals but- doesn't cause a logic error." Um, but clearly, Battler decided he'd lose the game if he did that, so yes. he didn't. You could because you have to remember, even in the situation he was in last time, he was still s- seemed set on actually winning the game, 
and wouldn't do certain moves even if it meant saving him. Yeah. This this kind of fucked me off because the only evidence I can remember for there being like just the doors is the graphics. I can't remember anything in the like script being like we're just showing the doors now. I um, do believe there is a line where it says Erica pointed at the duct tape seals on the door. Yeah, the I think readings. it's I think it's fairly subtle. Um Yeah, I mean, I don't know whether or not this is the solution, but it did fuck me off. I don't know if there's a red truth associated with it or not. Um. Uh, So, um, yes, yeah, Erica has a line which says, it's like, Erica pointed at the two doors. Look here, there's something attached to the door. Is is there a red truth? uh, uh, There is a red truth know that neither is broken when referring to uh the seals uh that on she's the doors. just pointed at okay she's just pointed at the doors there is red truth that those are unbroken yeah i don't like this they just game. don't they just don't address the windows at mm. all yeah uh, yeah anyway um so gap uh gets them to say the red truth that the cousin's room is sealed but then the room next door that has notably Shannon in it is not sealed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, like they, they they don't confirm that because they invoke a technicality with Gap's ticket. They have a, like a red truth battle about Gap's ticket, and I don't care. And they get her ex- escorted out instead of it's, responding. It, it's not a uh, red truth battle about about Gap's ticket. Oh, <laughs> um. um it- it's a red truth battle about the fact that uh, Erica, who uh, is currently running things, has uh, made it forbidden for anyone to make blue truths around the window seals. Yeah, which is an interesting one, because how is she allowed to do that? Um, and uh, I'm pretty sure that Gap is quite upset about that exact thing. yeah it's also like giving away that that's the answer that's like exactly what battler did previously or would have done previously if he'd not been in the room anymore what What do you mean like so so when when we talked previously about how when battler if battler was not in the room or the seal was broken or something it would give away the actually would give away what the actual answer to the question the puzzle was because battler had like moved stuff and been like okay well i'm not here i'm not creating a logic error but it does give away that i am actually in the room if that makes sense yeah in the sense that yeah like it's it's a logic error but that means that at that point he still had to be alive yeah exactly um so so it proves that he's the culprit but it also doesn't create the logic error that he's in now and it was like well i'm gonna try and get around all of this um whereas so 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 erica's done the same mistake she's proven that that's the right answer by making it so that like but the thing is battler's in a position where he wouldn't want to use that because then that is very easy to disprove the illusion of the witch Mm. Yeah, it's also interesting because they they do cut to Anger and Featherine and and Andrew says like how can they 
like you can't lock away the real truth by saying you can't make blue truths about it surely that would be a logic error and featherine says like it can't be because the game's still going which makes me think that's not the answer yeah but they're trying to bait gap ronave regalia and think stuff into thinking that is the answer so they don't think about anything else well, they they do say that they were trying to bait Beato here so that she would give the answer and then she'd be stuck in the battle and wouldn't be able to like do anything else. Yeah. So, so I I think I think that kind of that situation with Gap and the window conversation was basically them leading her on to think that that was the right answer and that they were just being, you know, um, weird about it. But that mm. actually it's it's a whole it's another red herring. Um, mm. but, but you're right in the sense that like <laughs> Gap does get taken away from that discussion because her, t- her invitation hasn't been stamped at reception. So Delana's like, you got to go fill in a fucking form. You can't have this battle with me. And I'm like, aggressive bureaucracy wins the day again, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> insane. Absolutely insane behavior. And also because Gap's now used that argument, they're using that for the reason why they can't nobody else can use it because no doubles <laughs> insane in absolutely bonkers like yeah i i uh, but yeah i think i think uh, i think the only way that that works is if that's not the answer yeah um, okay. i will i will accept that perhaps that's the truth of that situation i just yeah. Oh God. Ugh. I'm I'm thinking about the Erica killed everybody move again, and I'm like, this is insane. <laughs> Why? Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh, what a power move! Actually, I've just thought of the theory that actually what happened um, was that also um, Erica didn't tell us this. She forgot. But before she left the next room over, she also murdered everyone in there. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I hate. I. I would. At God, I hate her. I. What? <laughs> like I know Battler introduced the well actually thing, but it sucks so much. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> he really shouldn't have done that because it is it's so bad. <laughs> anyway. What happens so, next? Uh, next, we uh, begin our ceremony. Yay! Um, uh, so, basically, there are trained snipers at this wedding. Yeah. Keep an eye out for Beatrice. The Chiestas uh, and all of their sisters are there. Yeah. They're mm. fucking... They're, they're hiding in the chandelier. They're behind pillars. They're literally everywhere. Like, tracking mm. the crowd for, for a Beato. Mm. Um... Mm. Um, um, so it's pretty standard, uh, wedding stuff. Uh, the demon trio, well, duo, because Gab had to go get her ticket stamp, <laughs> are freaking out because, uh, the, the, um, only way to save Battler is if, uh, Beatrice comes save him, but it looks like She's the wedding is set in to. such a way that it's impossible. And now we get to um our uh big trigger warning bit. So there will be a timestamp for um uh whenever this if you is. Do not want yes, if you don't want to interact with this. So let's go. 
we get the exchange of the rings. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, she, she, so Erica's doing this because she wants the headship ring off Battler's finger. She's got her own ring to give him. Mm-hmm. And it's diamond and it's beautiful and it has horrible little retractable spikes in it that, yep. like, bite into your finger when you put it on. And also it's really tight so that um, it's really difficult to put on your finger. Yeah, so she's got to, like, force it on. And, um, yeah. So the the entire thing is just, like, an extremely, what's the word? Apparent metaphor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. We it goes we on for a-, a long time. There's all of the words that she uses are, like, grim. There's lots of, like, um, so, so she's forcing this ring onto this finger and she's talking about like how far onto the finger it is and like just a little bit further and it's almost to the base of the shaft and all sorts of Yeah, there's like, all of the imagery. Yeah. And then she's like, there's lots of stuff like, she's like, you won't hurt if you don't resist. Um, yeah, it's not subtle. No. Um, subtlety has never been a great strength of Rikishi and boy does it come out here yeah and it's like it goes on for really quite a long time and he's like Mm. making lots of gurgling noises and is in a lot of pain and stuff we get a big splash out of battler like blushing and sweating while she's trying to put Mm. it on yeah Mm. um and yeah, she she says things like, "Oh, um, once I get this ring on, you'll have no control over your body. Uh, I'll use it to de- like I'll use this ring to defile you, and you won't even be able to kill yourself to escape." That kind of thing. It's all very, Mm-mm. yeah, um, yeah. She's been pretty explicit earlier in the reading about like exactly what that looks like. Involves yeah. mirrors, and, and he's like, he he manages to speak enough to basically beg her not to put the spikes in because it's like it, mm-hmm. i think it's like there's a if you rotate the diamond in the top of the ring all of the spikes go into your finger um, yeah the the diamonds like retract down and that's what's gonna like imprison him forever yeah um and he yeah so he he basically like begs her not to do it and she's like oh i won't if you forgive me and and become my slave and like he just about like manages to say like i won't forgive you yeah and then she puts the spikes in and yeah it's all just wildly unnecessary because like i think even if literally exactly the same thing happened but they didn't have all of the obvious innuendo imagery and some of the kind of stock phrases and stuff like it's it's grim enough as it is without being a a rape metaphor yeah, it's, it just it's doesn't inc- need it's so unnecessary. It's the most unnecessary. Like, at this point, do we need more reasons to dislike Erica? No, like, like we know, like, we know she's terrible. Like, mm. um, like yeah. we um, th- there's no reason for any of this, really. It 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 it's <laughs> gratuitous at best, gratuitous, yeah, and at worst, like. Uh, actively, like, undermines a lot of the existing bits of the VN, in my opinion. I really don't like it. Yeah. So, I... I I have... I, I enjoy 
the horror genre and sometimes it can be skillfully done to include imagery or actual assault of this kind to like be part of the horror narrative yeah sadly because it is a fucking anime game and also the context of like how the i i still feel weird calling umaneko a horror game um but like it it just it doesn't sit well as a like a thematic piece i'm like i, I what i really don't like is that this is now also the second time that Battler has undergone like this kind Sexual of assault and humiliation yeah uh, be- because of a fucking witch it yeah it's it's not good um i i hmm i think that's about as cogent as i'm going to be on that on that idea i'm i'm thinking about like like um uh, oh god what's the name of the movie I can't remember. There's a German film about surveillance I'm thinking of that's like includes a rape scene, but it's done as part of the like horror of the surveillance culture, and it's 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 it can it can be skillfully put in here. Sadly, this is just. Well, I mean, I think my main issue is this contributes nothing to the theme. Yeah, it really doesn't add anything. It it just seems unnecessarily yucky and triggering really <laughs> yeah um, that's i think that's the point i'm trying to make there is a you can have this have yeah, a place you, you in your storytelling this. this this has no place in in it yeah, yeah i think, think ryukishi was just like how can we go for maximum shock value and i'm just like that's not no <laughs> my no. one of my concerns is with the like absolute because because of the like ubiquitousness of like dubious consensual stuff in anime and anime adjacent stuff i'm like i don't even know to what degree this was like we're just going for full shock value like when game of thrones includes rape i know it's because they're trying to do like full shock value Mm. i i I don't know how much this is also just a product of anime i mean i'm just saying this is i think the first time ryukishi did something like this from what i've heard people saying so it's not a stock thing he relies on. No, it doesn't. It doesn't scream to me. Um, yeah, I agree. Like the it's... closest is the um, battler on a leash scene, which is nowhere near as explicit as this. It's also. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, more I also don't think right? that was very necessary to be no. honest. But. Um... We also get a fucking splash of that as well, don't we? We get like a big art of yeah. that. Yeah, was how how mm. interesting I'm interested to know how much um input Ryukishi had on the people who were making the splash art for the PS3 version and whether they just We We have no idea. Because yeah, um that like As... what they chose to do are of um I don't know whether that had anything to do with him or whether that was their interpretation of important moments in the thing or whatever uh, it's hard to tell how much control he had especially given that this all had to meet with japan age rating compliance because the game was on ps3 so couldn't be rated adult only yeah 
So, uh, all the splash arts did have to be the ones that wouldn't get the game flagged as, uh, adult only. So it couldn't be anything too gory and it couldn't be anything too sexual. I could still get Beato dying with her boobs flying everywhere on multiple occasions, though. Yeah, that was fine. Yeah, they're um, not out, though, so there's, if there's no nipple, it's apparently fine. It's fine. Also, the, still my favourite thing, the only thing they actually had to change about this VN was battles was under the age drinking. Yeah, it's ridiculous. This was fine. Age rating stuff is Age wild. rating stuff is crazy. Um, I mean, it's crazy everywhere. This is an exclusive to Japan. Yeah. They could um, include this and not under... Age yeah. drinking. It's wild, isn't yeah. it? Like what people Yeah, it it does like I think more than anything, like um stuff like this just makes you really think like where people pri- people's priorities are, um, and that they're in the wrong place a lot of the time. Like mm-mm. Yeah, I Yeah, I think I think it's unnecessary and gratuitous and actually just kind of grossed me out. Yeah. Overall. It's, it's grim. It doesn't need to be in here. I'm actually quite glad, though, that... Because I, I didn't know any of the context when I saw the trigger warning for this when we started. I'm actually quite glad it is not main plot relevant and that it isn't something we have to, like, come back to. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, this is basically the only time we ever have to discuss this. Um, so... Because yeah, I was um, expecting when I looked at the trigger warning that it was going to be like a horrible part of somebody's traumatic backstory that shaped their character moving forward and we'd have to actually talk about it and stuff like that. But um, This is, I mean like for us, I agree with you. I'm glad that we can like confine this to this episode and move on. Yeah, I do think, like I, I like you was expecting it to be like somebody rapes Natsui and that's why she's got the baby from 19 years ago or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and uh, honestly, honestly, when we met the homunculus in Kuwadorian, I thought Kinzo was going to rape her and she was going to have a child and that was going that child was going to be significant for the story. Yeah. That's what I thought this was going to be. As, as storytelling... <laughs> It would make more like if you were going to include it, it should be plot relevant. Yeah. Like if you're going to include, and I, I, I really don't think this ever would have needed a gratuitous depiction of that. Like, please, dear God, yeah. not like actual. Ugh. But if it, if you're going to include this theme and this this in like context, like have it be any relevance. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's bad. Um, <laughs> it's really bad, and yeah. I don't know why it's here, and I don't know why it got kept in uh, all the many iterations of this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really bad. Um, it's bad here. It's bad in the manga, and it would have been bad in the anime if the anime ever got to this. Oh, uh, well, we know they'd have fucking kept it. We know that, given what the anime had been prioritizing at the time, uh, probably they would have kept yeah. it. Yeah. Oh god. Ew. Um, so that's fun. I think I think one of the reasons why it gets away with being as graphic as it is is because it's metaphorical. Oh, it is yeah. very metaphorical. Yeah, I think if because because the natural thing would they would have had to be like more sensitive with it, whereas this they can they can just fully lean into Erica just being like 
gross. They can use really grim language and have her say really awful stuff because they're like, well, it's not actually the thing that you're thinking of that we've made you think it is. Um, yeah. It knows what it's alluding to, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say that. Um, it's not subtle about it. Yeah, I, uh, I've I've read very few things that have made it like fully cringe away from whatever I was reading like that. Maybe I'm just a baby and like not desensitized to it yet. Yeah, it was difficult. It was difficult for me to like really judge because I was expecting it to be. I wasn't expecting a metaphor, so I was so relieved that it was a metaphor <laughs> at the time. Yeah, like I'm, it. I I do agree. This could be worse. But that's literally the nicest thing I have to say but about like, it. But like that's only because I was prepared for something worse. If I'd gone into this with no knowledge that there was any like warnings or anything to do with it, I'd have been like, "Oh my god." Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, perhaps, um, uh, so I I do wonder if that part of the reason my experience was so bad is because it's I'd seen you thought like, it was over. Yeah, I'd seen yeah. the stuff that Erica had said previously and then i was just like stumbling ahead like blah 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 blah, blah, blah. and i didn't really realize what was happening until i was like far too late into the scene and i was like well i'm fucking finishing this yeah it was a hard one to warn about because because they kind of yeah allude to it twice and yeah but i didn't want to spoil too much of the reading so no no i don't think you did wrong what i'm saying is like if i hadn't been content warned about this it would have been so much what can you imagine reading umaneko blind and coming across this this Awful. Well, I mean, most people did read it blind when yeah. it first came out. I am like... so sorry to anyone who's had to read hit visual novel Lumen Echo. <laughs> I thought you were going to preface the, like, like finish that with anything, but no, just, nope. just in general. <laughs> I, I thought that would be a yeah, funny way to end a... this section. <laughs> there are some great bits in this, in this book. This is not one of them, by far. Yes, uh... this is the... Okay, I'm going to say it. Worst bit of Umineko. Congratulations, we've gotten through the worst bit of Umineko. Say it in red, Corny. In my opinion, <laughs> this is the worst bit of Umineko. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's gonna I think it will be pretty hard to top this. I mean, even the George and Shannon date wasn't quite as cringeworthy as this. Mm. Yeah. Say what you will about George and Shannon, but at least they're practicing abstinence. God fucking That was me touching God. wood so that it doesn't change. <laughs> <laughs> well it probably won't given that you know they're like dead or whatever um now we we'd all take a deep breath and never think about that again yeah, yeah so yeah. i i i'm making a pact here that i will not be making any rings jokes <laughs> this is gone this is yeah, left behind me this is um, uh, you know, I think I think we're all on the same page about this enough that I don't have to cite it when I uh, explain why I think Humaneko's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I also hate this bit, and I'm not gonna fight you on that. <laughs> which is which is fine by me. We're all on the same page. It, <sighs> it is confined. It is it is in the locked room of this podcast episode. Yeah. Finally. We are back for anyone who is skipping around uh, certain parts. And Hi. Welcome back. We told you we would be. Um, and uh, now that we've agreed to never speak about that again, let's move on to the last chapter of our reading, The Duel of the Lovers. Yeah. Uh, 
I like the first bit of this chapter because Baby Triche fucking turns around to Zephyr and Furfur and says, the only reason that they're fighting is because you have said that they can't have both have love at the same time and there's nothing else stopping them. And I was like, you know what? This is a good point. Like, they've all just believed these two demons who said they're love demons. Like, <laughs> I know that, like, Shannon and, Shannon and Cannon obviously also have bought into this idea, but, like, the love demons could have turned up and been like, yeah, you totally have to kill each other, otherwise your love will fail, lol. Um, and they could have just been lying. And they could have just made them all murder each other for fun. And, and George was just like, we can't question authority. We must do what they say. So the explanation they give is that you need two people to um, make a world. Yes. And furniture doesn't count as a person. It's half a person. Yeah. And uh, this is the point where I was like, oh, Rowan's right. I'm so fucking right and I hate it. Because, like, Baby Triche says, like, I would understand if there were only three people because then it would be a fight over which pair wins out of that but there's four and i'm like but is there though but is there though so i i I went into this and i was like oh shit oh shit oh shit and then the little the little voice of courtney was in the back of my mind and courtney courtney (laughs) courtney said um i don't understand how you can read umaneko and be transphobic and i was like This is a duel to find out whether or not we're talking about a trans woman or a trans man. <laughs> um, and there uh, was a there was a moment in my mind where I was like, ah, my new criticism of Uber Echo. It's a book where a bunch of cis people talk about a trans man's boobs constantly. <laughs> because if Canon won this duel and it was about a trans guy, I would have been like, <laughs> um. I don't think it's okay to talk about anyone's boobs constantly, unless you're the person who owns them. Um, in which case, just make sure the people around you are okay talking about your boobs constantly. Um, so I, I, I still think it's an indictment of the novel, but uh, there was a there was a moment in my mind where I was like, "Oh dear." <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens with it. Um, I guess, but like, I also I think this was also important is that like, because they say you know their definition of furniture is, you know, person with less than a full soul, which includes explicitly includes baby Triche here because she is a piece. And I'm like, I feel like the old original Beatrice wasn't considered furniture. Why is baby Triche considered furniture? Because baby Triche is part of the, like, agglomeration that split off. Like, old Beatrice was, like... The, 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 like all the the um the transformers all clipped together to make the big transformer, and Baby Triche is just like. Uh, so are we saying like Baby? Yes, yeah, so Baby Triche is the 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 human pretending to be a witch, but is really yeah. just a human. And old Beatrice is that plus a load of witch legend plus a load of locked room mystery shit. Um, a yeah. lot of kind of mythology things makes okay okay. Um, or at the very least, like she's the whole person, and Shannon and Cannon and Baby Triche and um the the Elder Triche and all of that are like 
splinters off and they all have to come together. You need like chair leg and sofa <laughs> arm and then like a toaster at the top to be the face or whatever. So we're doing we're doing like bionicle but with pieces of furniture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay. Um I like that. Um, so that's why I picked the Transformers because when they all like clip together and make one big robot, um, that's that's what they're trying to do. Um, she, canon is definitely Starscream for any Transformers <laughs> fans out there. Um, we've got the official take on that. Yeah, the the Transformers <laughs> AU is now it's 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 coming. Uh, Ryukishi also in this firmly firmly shows that uh, his game and his ideology is mired in monogamy, um, which I'm yeah. not surprised by. But no. like it's because they're talking about like baby treaties. Like, well, like love is always uh, like love can't be uh, like love's allowed. Like you can't just say it's not allowed because they're a furniture and a person, whatever. And Zepar's like there are loads of reasons that. Um, uh, love can't, is not allowed and you know there's some legitimate ones like incest for example um i, l- I love to i love to like rock it straight to incest i love that that's like the thing on the top of your mind it just yeah i was like well um when I'm it, was, it was the <laughs> one example of this where i was like oh no you're right uh they didn't incidentally did not mention pedophilia because um well george uh, is right george. there um <laughs> But yeah, like, they, <laughs> they, they, they there are there are also power, I do think there are some power imbalances that aren't like incest. That so like it, don't date your teacher. That's a massive power imbalance. Yeah. That's one I would include. But again, I but yeah, the ones they mention really are like incest and like um. So th- what they mean, I think, is cheating on someone. Yes, yeah. that is what they mean. But they mean someone they you've actually... made a monogamous commitment commitment with but what they actually say is can a man with a wife be allowed to love another woman no because then he'd be splitting his love between and you wouldn't know one person would get the full amount of love and i'm like that's that's not how love works i'm afraid babe (laughs) there is an infinite (laughs) amount of love possible in the world there is an infinite amount you absolutely can love two people well like what you should not do is do that behind either of their backs uh that's the problem yes um but i'm like yeah i was like i see what you're trying to say you're just not doing it right <laughs> yeah yeah it, it, it's yet another on a long list of things that i'm like oh woman echo oh but oh really like, that's that's less i think that's more of a, a criticism of just like that's how society in general fucking sees love like i yeah i can't i can't bash on ryukishi specifically as much hard for that one i feel um, no i that's fair um Simply, ugh, and move on. Yeah. <laughs> is my feelings. Um, we now move on to the actual duel. Yeah. Whoever wins will get a full human soul as a prize. Hooray! Ooh, Yay! tasty. I'd love one of those. <laughs> so the sound of a gunshot goes off as they take the number of steps, and Shannon's on the ground. But it turns out <gasps> Shannon did like a dive when the gunshot went off and yeah. it didn't hit her. So Cannon shot over her head, basically, because he yeah. decided that if he hesitated, she'd kill him. Yeah. Um, 
Incidentally, I've, I don't know why I've thought so hard about what I would do in a pistol duel situation, because I don't even feel like I've seen that much media that includes it. But this is exactly what I decided I would do before Shannon did this, is instantly flatten myself to the ground and shoot from the floor. <laughs> yeah. Because, because you expect that your partner's going to aim for at least chest height. Mm. to try and kill which you. is it's kind of funny because the cannon didn't need to do that like this bullet would have killed shannon from anywhere yeah from the way the bullet is described so it's this one's on cannon but the chest is the chest especially for shannon is a good a good wide area oh that's true actually it does it is a lot of a lot You're much of less zone. likely to miss if you aim for the tatters she's got that all is. of her sofa cushions yeah mm, her big bouncy barriers hmm what Cannon does is he, like, uh, charges at Shannon uh, to try and get the gun off her because yeah. her still has a bullet in. Um, and they sort of, like, the guns, both the guns kind of flip around in the air and they both, uh, Shannon and Cannon, end up with one each again. But they don't so, know which um, one's which. It's, it's kind of yeah. very, like, cartoon is how I imagined this. Um, like, I can't mm. imagine this happening in a realistic duel in any way. <laughs> Because they both catch them out of the air and they both go spinning and like, yeah. It it's just very seems... anime, but I, I kind of live, to be honest. Yeah. And then they both grab a gun out of the air and point it, like press it against each other's forehead. And like, yeah, yeah. it's all very dramatic. This, this was fun because it pointed out that while the observers have no idea, one of the guns will be hot and one of the guns will be cold. And if you've so got the... the hot gun against your forehead, that means it's already been shot and you've survived. And, you're and safe. you've got a cold yeah. gun. And I was like, this does kind of slap... That that does kind of go hard. I do, yeah, they I know which that. one's about to die, but they don't. Yeah. They don't talk about. They they have a little chat there. Um, and incidentally, yeah. Shannon says they they mention again. Shannon says like we should have done this sooner because then our reunion could have been avoided entirely. And I'm like, I feel like that means if Shannon and Cannon are the same person, I feel like that means that basically like. In one of them killing the other, that's kind of like a a choice. They're choosing which is the version of them they want to be. Yeah. Um, and especially if you see that as a trans narrative, that's a kind of like, right, we're, like, we're either fully transitioning or we're going back in the fucking closet. It's not safe. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if they'd done that before, then the whole nonsense about the fact they've both fallen in love with different people would have been oh i saw it as like if they'd done it before the 1986 or whatever then they 87 then they wouldn't be have to go back on the board game again board board again as different people that's also possible because they they're aware that there's been multiple board games in multiple resets as well. So yeah, it could be more meta than I'm thinking. There's too many things it could mean. That's the problem. And Courtney's smiling, mm. and I don't like it. No. Um, this is some payoff for some stuff I've been um I've been uh, thinking about for a while. So I'm having a good time. I don't like the fact that I'll want to reread this after we know the answer because I want to see the foreshadowing, but I won't be able to because it's enormously long and I just won't be able to put myself, yeah. at least not for like a good few years, through all of it again. This is the <laughs> third time I've read Umineko, so it is possible. So many hours of your life in oh, Umineko. No. I love this. I love this uh, work a lot, to be fair. 
I will, like, up top, I do want to say, like, if this is is a trans narrative, having seen the way that other anime and uh, manga and so forth does deal with trans issues, it is completely believable to me that you could read this and come out of it transphobic. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm like, yeah, sure, based if this is a trans narrative, but I, I'm, 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 I'm hoping Ryukishi, a presumably cisgender, presumably man, uh, deals with this well, but also, um, I, sadly, I, I, it does not surprise me that there's people here who've, like, read this and been like, haha, slur. I love that you're saying this without having finished the VN, it's very fun. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to revisit this. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love end. that you're just, you're just, like, setting up the noose. It's great. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited to find out. We can, I'm building we can, my locked room. We can play these clips back at you. I just... I don't know. I don't know. The, I, think the... it, I think it's perfectly reasonable to not have faith in a trans narrative in an anime thing. Um, I'm willing to... I'm willing to, like... Ryukishi might handle this really, really well. I'm willing to allow that. What I'm saying is it does not surprise me that anime fans could read this and still come oh. out of it horrible. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Just be a bit careful. You saw what happened to Battler and his hubris in this chapter. I wouldn't want to repeat <laughs> any of the same mistakes. I'm just Courtney's like he's gonna come to your house and lock you in a room forever. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I um yeah, all those horror chapters—they were from your perspective. Wow, <laughs> God, I would love that for me. Um, I don't remember whether it was on recording or not, but Jess said that uh, there's some people out there who see like the horrible gratuitous sex stuff and the non-stuff as like quote-unquote gatekeeping and that like if you can't stomach that you can't oh, enjoy yeah. yeah okay you explained this to me that the idea of like gatekeeping and like having horrible non-stuff being like if you can't stomach it you can't like you're not allowed to enjoy anime or whatever this revelation to me has just like completely destroyed my faith in anime fans yeah because i'm like if if there are people out there who are willing to believe this, I also feel like they could come away from any piece of media still being a piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, there are people who there are people who fucking there are people who um watch Fight Club and are like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be that guy. <laughs> yeah, I I want I want this to I want this to stand like I'm not saying this about Umaneko, I'm saying this about like humans in general. Like, like this isn't a Umineko review take. This is a like a, a humans at large review take. Like, this could be a really, really well handled trans narrative. I th- people have read Lolita and come away from it thinking that it was a romance book. Like, I don't know quite know how you do that. Like, without properly engaging with the medium like that's the point i'm trying to make if you engage with umineko you it's you're going to struggle to be transphobic um uh let's let's turn this on its head right so somebody reads like a really horribly conservative book somebody reads harry potter and like truly understands what harry potter is trying to say about jewish people they can still yeah but what i'm trying to say is i think if you're if you read harry potter and we're like, I'm aware of how conservative this is. You're not going to come away and be like, love me some Harry Potter. Isn't that a great uh, franchise that shapes my mm. worldview? 
I'm saying if you understand Umineko and end up being a fan of it and enjoy it to an extent where you think it has some really interesting things to say, I struggle to think you're going to come away from that and have conservative thoughts about gender. Hmm. I'm not saying you can just read... Anyone who reads Umineko is not going to be transphobic. That is hard to do. I'm saying anyone who understands Umineko and enjoys it is going to struggle to be transphobic. I guess I guess it comes down to like uh the the age-old fandom question where it's like I think sometimes people um I think you can love something and enjoy something and not completely agree with it. Now, I think uh, when when it comes down to like fandom culture, what you enjoy often represents who you are as a person, and so I agree like if you're in the Echo fandom, it would be really hard not to be like, no, I'm like 100% in for everything this says, or like, I'm in for mo- most of what it says. Um, so, I think I think you're right in on the level of like, if you're being like, this represents part of my worldview and who I am as a person, then like, probably not. Um, assume, assuming you're correct. I just... My view on media is... I don't think that you can change anyone. Like, there's a 100% guarantee you can inform someone's political views from one piece of media. I don't think that's possible. I agree with you on that note. I do think, however, people who have a certain attitude towards a piece of media probably are going to have to align on its values. Unless, so, like, the only thing I think with Umineko is if you're, if you come away from Umineko and still have quite regressive views on trans people, I feel it either comes down to the fact you haven't understood Umineko, or you don't like parts of Umineko. Yeah, yeah, something, something, American Psycho, like, that. it is, yeah. it is possible, but is it? Now, now there's a book that I've read and had to stop reading because I was fucking... <laughs> yeah. The book <laughs> is so bad. Disgusted by... Yeah. The film is so much better, I'm just saying it. I've not seen the film. I yeah. enjoy the film a lot more than the book. Well, we will have to see if I finish Umineko and I am still transphobic at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, spoiler alert, Shannon wins the duel. Yeah, um, yeah, she did. Yeah. Uh, in the um, guest room with uh, Canon Jessica in it, uh, Canon starts. Uh, she just collapses and starts like dissolving. And there's bleeding. No there, there's blood coming out of his head, but there isn't a wound. And Jessica's like yeah. screaming, and uh, Jessica is like wailing, like fully wailing. And uh, George is like weirdly not happy about this outcome, like. He um does seem to understand the gravity of what's just happened. Yeah, like Shannon's like like Shannon like turns up to him and is like Jesus Christ. And he's like, Huggins. And Elder Treat J is freaking out because baby Treat J is disappearing. Because yeah. Zephyr and Furfa say that she was born to love Battler and Battler's no longer here, so uh she can uh, no but longer what? uh What's actually happening, though, is the way that Shannon is getting a full human soul is she's absorbing the bits of soul from Cannon, who is dead, and Beatrice, who is disqualified, because they're all the same person. And we get a little um, flashback of Battler talking about um, 
his favorite type of woman. Which he says <laughs> is Jessica. He's like, yes, I want the blonde and bouncy. If I had a perfect woman, it would be my fucking cousin, I guess. <laughs> no, it says Jessica-ish. And to be fair, he said this when, when they were both 12, and I don't think Jessica had developed. So I don't think he was talking about no, it. No, because he did, he did mention, use the word bouncy, though. He did, mention, he did mention that when he sees her six years later, she has boobs now. And yeah, he also, he also talks them. about wanting to rub this imaginary woman's boobs. Yeah, but yeah, he's basically like... Oh, also, like- I don't think... I don't think Jessica is actually blonde in like, like actual real life. I think it's a visual flourish for the Yeah, game. it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because like they're all supposed to be Japanese and the same family. Yeah, and no one comments like weird, really weird that Jessica has blonde hair. That's not very common. Yeah, uh, I think it's just like a visual flourish, like you know, anime uh, hair colors. He still says that he would like them to be like jessica he still says he, he wants does. blonde and bouncy he still says he wants to rub their boobs when he says jessica ish he wants her to be like uh uh he basically wants it to be a girl he doesn't have to be polite around is what yeah. he's saying it does but yeah, yeah the, the, the reference really was a bit like i was like maybe you should maybe you should pick someone to compare it to who you are not related to babe to um, be fair though if he went i want it to be like megan from school <laughs> what would what reaction would we have gotten from that <laughs> Shout out to a girl called Megan that I went to school with who used to bully me horrendously and is now a lesbian. Good for her. Not good that she bullied you. Diversity win. <laughs> I, I get I get why this is there. I do get how it can be misconstrued. Yeah. But uh, I don't think ja- Battler is saying in this moment no, that he I, wants to date Jessica. I don't think, no, no, I I don't think, think he, he means is. that. I think, I, it's think it's, I think it's a poor choice of words, but he is supposed mm. to be 12, so... Yeah. yeah. 12 year olds um, be that way. And Shannon at the time was like, oh yeah. So, and then we have some lines from an unknown narrator. Shannon. Beatrice, it's you Shannon. must become the kind of woman Battler likes. It's Take Shannon. the golden hair he likes. Take the blue eyes he likes. Take this personality that matches his. And then you must Shannon. love him in my place. Then, if possible, you must be loved by him. I can no longer love him. Please take my feelings of an unfulfilled, my feelings that I can't hold back, and make my wish come true. Shannon. From this day forward, you are no longer the the Rockinjima ghost that lives only to play pranks. Shannon. Let us be blessed, my dear Beatrice. Shannon. With love, they will be able to see us. Shannon. Shannon. So, yeah, what I took from this is... Shannon's feelings went unfulfilled and she was like, Battle will never love me because I'm not like the ideal woman he he um wants. So I'm gonna basically create the ideal woman for him, and in the meantime, I'm gonna go Beatrice. over here and be someone else. Yeah. Well I, I <laughs> honestly I saw this as like canon and like like pre pre estrogen uh fucking Shannon is like Dead, dead name canon is like I me I'm um I'm we're talking about girls the way that twelve year old boys do I guess boobs um and then canon's like oh god I'm so in love with Battler but okay. I can never but you have to remember that uh canon is the new one to the island Battler yeah. hadn't Wait. met canon before. <laughs> Battler had met Shannon before. So it's not about a trans woman. 
about someone. Well, we don't know very much about gender at this point in time. So she yeah. goes back in the closet for a bit for the fun. Maybe, maybe. Um, Damn. I'm sorry, I, but I want to say so much stuff. I know, but I can't. I'm so sorry, and it's Beth. so upsetting because I'm like Rowan. Rowan, I want to tell you stuff. I really want. I want to reach out through the screen and be like Rowan. It's all gonna be okay, but I can't <laughs> do that. Why is there so many boobs? There is actually lore around this, and I can't. Oh my god! Say <laughs> I can't say anything. About the Umineko boob lore. For the for the audio listeners, I'm having a little cry right now. <laughs> Why is yes. there so many boobs? <sighs> um, um, yeah, so like we we also there's we go back to the the cousin room with Canon, um, and Goja's like, oh my god, we have to call, call Nanjo. What do we do? And Genji's like, there's nothing Nanjo can do. The body's disappeared. Mm-hmm. there's nothing there and i'm like right okay so if we're going for canon and shannon the same person and we're going for magic with no evidence is just a lie then basically nothing happened here because canon never existed in this room shannon was in the other one um but like i feel like in the past narratives in the the past like in the, the first four episodes for example Having Beatrice and Shannon not be in the same room at the same time, being the same person, that's fairly easy to do. Having be- having Shannon and Cannon be the same person, I don't know how it works. Um, how do you mean? They're in the same place a lot. Um, but who is we... with them when yeah, they're do in the we, same place? Do we basically rewrite it in the sense that, like, any time they're in the same place at the same time, only one of them is actually being observed by the rest of the people there and it's more of an internal kind of split um so you have to remember in umineko which I, we've established is quite strongly at this point mm-hmm. a lie that everyone in the room agrees on is will be depicted as truth yes even if it's not true but yeah what i'm trying to work out though is what what people would believe because like people aren't going to look at one person and see two people likely but but they could look at one person and see another person. If they look at one person and they're like, "Either we've all agreed to say that there are two people here," the game would depict it as two people. That's true. What would that achieve? Is what I'm trying to work out. Like, why would people agree to it? What would it achieve? Um, why? Well, why in the first place would this person need? Why would they need two, two? personas? And yeah. again, this isn't, like, something they set up just for, like, this murder thing. Mm, this has been going on for years. Yeah, Canon's been going, been around for, I think, about two years. And there are absolutely... The wages. There are definitely lots of scenarios in which Canon and Shannon are together around members of, you know, the adults and the family. And it's like, why would they agree to this? Mm. Because yes. it can't just be that they're being tricked. They would have to be in on it and be okay with it. Um, because if they weren't okay mm. with it, they'd just order them not to do that. <laughs> yeah, there's the scene last episode where Shannon and Cannon bring the tray of drinks in, yeah. and every single adult human on the island that might, is in To be that fair, room. though, episode five might not be a good one to 
rely on for evidence like I that. I would though. avoid talking about episode five. But I'm in, sure there are other scenarios. We'll have to, I'll have to go, I'll have to, if I remember, I'll have to go back and, and see if there are other scenes in which they're both there with other people. Because that is, you're right, that's the one I was thinking of. But like, I'm sure there are others. And if they're not, then that's interesting. Oh, God. Oh, God. And it also frees up an extra person so that, you know, if Cannon is dead, then that means, like, Cannon can die, but Shannon can still be alive because they're the same, you know. Or vice versa in episode one. That would mean, if this was all true, that would mean that in that Master Theory episode, both of us were right. Yeah. Which would be really fun. That would be cute. That Speaking would be of cute. things that I'm right about, though, um, Battler's heart being the thing locked in the in the closed room. Mm-hmm. Right yeah. They literally yeah, do say right. that, like, his mind and his body, kind of mostly, are still around. It's his heart that's in in the logic mm-hmm. era. So uh, I win. I think I've won. Yeah. Echo. I don't need to read the rest. Yeah. Let's let's wrap up this reading. This was a hell of an episode. Uh, Canon and Beatrice have shed their uh, mortal bodies mm. um, and are now flying as sort of ghostly figures towards the closed room. And Canon says to Beatrice that you need to, that she needs to remember that Beatrice is a witch. She's not here to solve closed rooms. She's here to create. She's here them. to create them. She, regardless of what situation Battler is in, she should be able to use her magic to be able to create a closed room magnitudes of times more complicated than the situation Battler's in. You, she shouldn't be the one worrying about solving things. She should be making everyone else worry. Yeah. And that's when Beatrice finally switches from the pronoun she's been using in this episode to her old regal pronoun. As yeah, the episode is, draws to yeah, a which, close. Which Canon, Canon is the one who tells her to do that. And I think it's interesting given, you know, this hypothesis that Canon, Shannon and Beatrice are all the same person, that it comes from him. Um, I also like the fact that um, it's kind of what we were saying, I think, before, where like, we were just like, why doesn't Battler just give up on this locked room and be like, okay, whatever, you figured it out. Let's go create a worse one that you can't figure out. That one has to be magic. And I feel like that's what Cannon's saying here. It's like, I'm not going to solve that clock's closed room for you. Let's just fucking move on and create a new one. And they have, because they've just created Cannon dying and dissolving in a room. Um, and if if Burncastle or whatever can't work out that Cannon and Shannon are the same person and Cannon was never there to begin with, then... Um, they'll lose. It's really funny to me then that um, it, do we ever have Canon and Shannon and uh, Erica in the same room together? Difficult because a lot of that's episode five. Mm. Yeah, just saying. But yeah, I um, think because because Canon in this bit is like you've had. We already have our hands on a terrible locked room, and a load of the diagrams of the previous locked rooms that they've like shown kind of flick through the screen, and and I'm just like, yeah, is is this is this are they talking about Cannon's death here, or are they going to use an old trick from one of the previous games, or are those two things the same? <laughs> 
Uh-oh. I mean, we do have a previous locked room where Cannon just sort of dies mm-hmm. and his body vanishes. And disappears. So, so yeah. Uh, and at that point, Shannon is alive? I think so. Yes. Can't yeah. Talking, episode talking two. about episode two, where Jessica and Cannon die in a room together, but Cannon's body disappears. Yeah. And uh, at that time, uh, Rosa gave the alibi for Shannon, saying that she was in Kinzo's study with Kinzo. Yeah, I'm going to have to fucking look through the old episodes. The problem is I don't remember enough about what happened in them all at the point, and so it's going to take a long time. And <laughs> Well, we have plenty of time, because I think we're going to wrap up this episode, unless yeah. we have any final thoughts. Yeah, the final thought I had was, again, I wrote down on my notes... Who is the fucking why? Like, why is this game continuing when the game master's in a logic error? Um, because it's all created by Battler. And that's, that's I my think, final given that everything we've talked about right now, you, I'm thinking you might be right on that one. That he's still, he set this up, and that that essentially he's creating the old Beatrice out of the baby Beatrice by forcing her to to do this and work with like canon's dead spirit or whatever and like there's clear evidence in this last bit that she's becoming more of her old self she's She's got her pronoun back yeah Um, god i love to get my pronoun back mm -hmm. uh me me when i go home after the holidays (laughs) i have to be around my family oh my pronouns back yeah um i i i i think this is engineered i don't so I think last episode I accused this of like, oh, well, he's tra- trapped in there for like however long it takes for her to become Beatrice. Yeah. Um, I think uh, a thousand a thousand years can be any length of time for a witch. I'm fine with that. Um, the I, I think this is Battler engineering this to get Beato to somewhat reveal herself in order to be like, I solved it, but also become herself again, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, is is Beato the true game master? Oh my god, Beato's the baby from 19 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. You you guys don't still haven't worked out a few things, I think. I think what I what are we missing? More time. A lot. We'll see. <laughs> Is is there um, anything that you're like? Here's a puzzle that you haven't solved that you have like pointers towards, or like I a think, question that we are yet. To I answer? think you've made some good strides this episode, but I still think there are a few things uh, you haven't quite put together yet. Okay, oh, I'm gonna have That's to do that say. research. I'm so sorry. If I don't do the research before the next episode, um, rip me. Rip you. Basically. Rip you. <laughs> into pieces um so that ends this reading and for our next reading uh literally just finish um uh the episode in both tea parties that that's it cool uh, uh we are that will be our last uh episode six the last of uh, episode, episode six otherwise alternative title of do you get it yet the answer is no well i think at least this point you know what i mean by the fact that rikishi is kind of just screaming at you to see if you've worked it out yeah this is yeah (laughs) this is about as obvious as i think the problem is that we're now gonna have to go back to work it out and i just (sighs) i ain't doing that i'm sorry buddy (laughs) 
Um, um, without love, it cannot be podcast. <laughs> without love, it cannot be podcast. Uh, there are no trigger warnings that uh, I need to give you for next episode, so don't worry about that. Hell We're yeah. all good. Um, and uh, on that note, our social media is all in the description, including the Tumblr. Please but no Twitter. It. It's gone forever. Uh, yeah, Twitter. Saints on Twitter not looking good. So uh, I, I will probably tweet when a new episode is out if you want to follow my Twitter. But um, yeah, the pod Twitter has perished. Um, pull one out. Another, another, um, another casualty of the Rock and Team emergence. <laughs> so, I um, fun fact: some of my friends thought that I ran the podcast Tumblr. Oh, um, so wow. some of my friends have been messaging you memes on the podcast Tumblr. <laughs> I have um, been receiving messaged memes. It's great. <laughs> yeah, thinking thinking that it was me, but it's not. It's it's you. Um, <laughs> We are That's so now. good. Shout, shout out to my friends for not listening to the podcast to find that out. <laughs> yeah, clearly need Disappointing. to catch up. <laughs> Disappointing. The number of my friends who are not willing to read a visual novel as long as the Bible I literally, to listen to my ridiculous podcast. I did even, I changed the wording on the pinned post on the Tumblr so that it says it's run by me. It's on the Incredible. top of the, it's on the top of the thing. That's insane. I love it when people pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if they did pay attention, they'd have figured out who uh, the answer They'd have messaged us is. to tell us about the answer of Umineko. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe they could have solved Umineko quicker than uh, other people might have. It's um, true. It's true. <laughs> so, uh, like I have always said... Um, this year, I'm going to continue making content that only I care about, and I think this pod is uh, really uh, shaken up to be that, so uh, I love you guys a lot. Well, yeah. thank you very much. Um, uh, those of you those those of you who do listen and have gotten this far, you are dear and tender to my heart. You are the reason I am continuing. I do not wish to embarrass myself in front of 50 people by having not done the reading. As a consequence, yeah. I continue to, to do Room in Echo. <laughs> Can you imagine? We just do an episode next time where you're like, no, I've not fucking read it. <laughs> that would be great. That would be great. It's just like, Rob, what do you think of the reading? And you're like, mm. that was a reading? I hate Umaneko. It's just a soundboard of me saying things. Um, Yeah, God. Anyway. Um, thank you for listening to us. Uh, yes. For being here. This mm. is almost two hours. <laughs> there will not be cuts. Long. <laughs> Thank you and good night. Bye.